Thank you for joining me for worship today. Today is the 12th Sunday after Pentecost. Our order of service today is the beginning of the service of the word, beginning on page 38 in the front of our hymnals. We're going to open right now with hymn number 220, or the distant mountains breaking. But trusting in Jesus, my Savior, I pray, have mercy on me according to your unfailing love. Cleanse me from my sin and take away my guilt. God, our Heavenly Father, has forgiven all your sins by the perfect life and innocent death of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has removed your guilt forever. 
You are his own dear child. May God give you strength to live according to his will. Amen. In the peace of forgiveness, let us praise the Lord. Sunday after Pentecost is from Genesis 15 verses 1 to 6 section in which we see the faith of Abraham or Abram as he's still called at this point in time his name changed from Abram exalted father to Abraham father of many nations later on in his life but now after this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, what can, I, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up in, at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. Hallelujah. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Alleluia. certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, 
so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were looking for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to, call, to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. We'll sing our next hymn, hymn number 349, Jesus Priceless Treasure.
grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is our gospel reading from Luke chapter 12, verses 32 to 40. Jesus said, Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning, like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Let's bow our heads for prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, who art our strength and our salvation. Amen. My dear fellow Christians who are waiting for the Lord's return, it was 17 years ago, but I would imagine that most of you can probably remember when Hurricane Katrina, when it hit New Orleans and caused such just terrible devastation down there back in 2005. Hurricanes really don't concern us here in Michigan, although I hope we all are concerned whenever people in other parts of our country or parts of the world are affected by natural disasters like hurricanes or earthquakes. Here in our part of the country, we're probably more concerned about things like tornadoes or flooding and other types of, of se severe weather. Oh, maybe 40 years ago, almost 40 years ago, I can remember when Hurricane Andrew, when I was still living down in Mobile, when that hurricane came in, it hit southern Florida and caused all kinds of damage there. And when it was hitting down there, well, we in the Mobile area were concerned about it. And, oh, I just wondered how how prepared I would have been had that storm actually hit us. Fortunately, it didn't. But 
Oh, when you think about hurricane season, at the beginning of hurricane season, there were some people in Mobile that what they would regularly do is they would get canned goods and water and batteries and they'd stock up on those things so that they'd be ready just in case a storm hit. And if a storm was in the Gulf of Mexico or if it was kind of headed in our direction, then people would make some more preparations just in case. I'd regularly fill up the gas tanks in our cars and, and fill up our propane tank with our gas grill so that if we lost power or things like that, we'd be able to take care of at least providing some, some warm food. I can remember when Hurricane Andrew was there, how Oh, I was standing in line to get the propane tank for my gas grill filled up and there with me there was another man and I remember him saying, I'm getting my tank filled now so that I don't have to stand in line forever tomorrow in case the storm heads closer to Mobile. It's important to be prepared but with hurricanes like Andrew or Katrina, you sadly have to say it's really impossible for a person to be completely prepared, completely re met, ready for such a storm so that you wouldn't ever experience any problems or any troubles, especially with the direct hit. You can't be completely prepared for those things and now our reading, what it's telling us is that, well, that all people are one day going to be struck by a direct hit, a direct hit when our Savior returns on the last day on Judgment Day. No one will escape that direct hit, but as I said before, you can't be completely prepared for a hurricane like Katrina or, or Andrew but by the grace of God, we can be completely prepared for when the Lord does return. Again, you can't be completely prepared for a hurricane or a tornado. But consider this. Are we prepared for the Lord's arrival? And, and as we consider that question, we really want to look at two other questions. And those are, do you know where your treasure is? And do you live in a state of watchfulness? Luke chapter 12 is a chapter of Luke's gospel that is filled with the Lord's solemn warnings for his disciples and also for us. He warns against hypocrisy in our lives as Christians and and also he warns about trying to hide our faith to try to avoid persecution in the parable of the rich fool which we considered last week we heard how Jesus warned us about setting our hearts our minds on worldly treasures worldly pleasures he also warns us about being worried about our earthly needs. 
And now it's appropriate for us to be concerned about our earthly needs, our worldly needs, about how we're going to provide for things. It's appropriate to be concerned about that. But here what Jesus' warning is all about is he's warning us not to be concerned and not trust in God to take care of our earthly needs. See, now that's really the definition of worry that we're thinking about here. Being concerned, that's okay, but being concerned and not trusting in God, that's what worry is. That's what Jesus is warning about in our reading. Well, in our, in our reading, what Jesus does is he continues his warnings and, and gives us some fresh encouragement as well. He said, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Jesus is calling his disciples and all, matter, all believers for that matter, he's calling them a little flock. At any given time, the number of believers in our world is always a, a much smaller number than those who are unbelievers in our world. And in, in one sense, that, that is a good thing for us because it means that there are plenty of people out there that we can go and witness to about Jesus our Savior. Plenty of a people we can witness to, such a large mission field that's out there for us to try to reach. There will always be so many people out there who need to hear about Jesus, about his grace and love. But then what Jesus wants us to recognize is that even though we're part of a little flock, we don't have to be afraid. And we don't have to be afraid because we're part of the flock of Jesus, our good shepherd, the one who redeemed us with his blood shed for us on the cross. And see now, with him as our good shepherd, with him watching over us, his little flock, we don't have to be afraid. And see now, it's not because of anything we've done. It's just because of what our Savior has done for us. Because of that, that's why God gives us the kingdom. He gives us heaven. He gives us eternal life. Well, to us believers, Jesus says, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that, that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus is warning us here against selfishness. He doesn't want us to be hoarding the blessings that God gives to us. And his command here, sell and give, that describes the attitude of the believer who shows no fear for lacking for his earthly needs because he knows, he trusts that the Lord is going to take care of him. And knowing that the Lord is going to take care of him, that's why he's ready to sell and give, help out those who are needy. No fear for not having his earthly needs 
and he looks forward to his real treasure and his real treasure is heaven and that's oh think of the story of the widow and her two mites or her two pennies that widow who put her last two pennies into the temple treasury was a person like this she trusted in the lord to provide for her and she knew that her treasure was in heaven and that was a treasure that was going to last forever now jesus of course here isn't saying that having money and possessions is is a bad thing actually remember god gives us those things and well every good and perfect gift is from above the father of the heavenly lights but he is warning us here about the danger of earthly treasures jesus said indeed it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of god how oh, it's so easy for things whether they're of value or not it's easy for them to become so important for us that we forget about our real treasure in heaven or we forget about its value that of our real treasure in heaven but see now if our if our treasure is worldly goods for example the fact of the matter is is that oh our desires and our actions are going to do whatever we possibly can to try to get those things if our treasure instead is human power we'll devise ways to try to get it and likewise if our treasure is heaven if that's our treasure then what we as believers are going to want to do and work at doing is to seek ways to use our time and our talents and our treasures for the sake of our heavenly treasure. For example, by spreading the good news about Jesus, about the forgiveness of sins in Jesus. And you know, an added blessing as we do that work, as we spread the word about Jesus our Savior is, well, what God's going to do is he's going to help us to grow in our faith and he's going to help us to better know what our real treasure is. On one occasion, there was a rich young ruler who came to Jesus. We often talk about this story. He came to Jesus and asked him what he needed to do to inherit eternal life, to get to heaven. Jesus told him to keep the commandments and, and the young man said basically that he thought he had done all that. So then Jesus told him to sell all his possessions give the money to the poor and then come follow Jesus. And the rich young ruler couldn't do it. He couldn't do it because he loved his possessions too much and those possessions had ultimately become his God. That story, it says to you and to me, watch out so that you don't become like that rich young ruler. And we can show that we're not like that rich young ruler by regularly and faithfully giving to support the Lord's work 
through our congregation. And for example, by helping those who are in need, those who might be short on funds, those who are affected by things like hurricanes or tornadoes or or other natural disasters, by doing what we can can to help out those. So let's remember where our real treasure is. Oh, we can't take our savings accounts or or any of our possessions that we have with us here, our earthly possessions that we have here in this life, we can't take them to heaven. Earthly possessions, oh, they don't last. And things like hurricanes or tornadoes, other disasters, economic changes, all of those factors, they remind us of the temporary nature of earth's treasure, but our Savior and his word, his grace and his love, all our heavenly treasures, they are forever. So remember where your treasure is, what your real treasure is. Well, by faith, we know where our real treasure is, that it's in Christ, in his word, and in heaven it is forever like that. But does that knowledge have an effect on our lives? Are we prepared for our Lord's arrival? Do we live in a state of watchfulness as we watch and wait for the Lord's return? And Well, to encourage us to live in a state of watchfulness, Jesus uses the picture of a Jewish wedding back at his time. In instances like that, what the bridegroom would do is he would go to claim his bride and and pick her up and bring her back to his home. And when he's going to get the bride, What he expects his servants at home to do is to be ready whenever he returns, even if it would happen to be in the middle of the night. The servants, they'd have their lamps burning so that the master and his bride, when they returned, they'd be able to enter a lit house, not a darkened house. They'd be ready to, those servants, they'd be ready to serve their master So what Jesus is doing here is he's encouraging us to be ready whenever he would return. Whenever he would return, whenever that may be, we're to be ready for service, waiting and watching for the Lord's expected return. And of course, the time of his return is something that is not predictable. So to encourage us to to be ready and prepared for his sudden return, Jesus does make a kind of startling announcement here. He tells us that what he's doing is he's inviting his servants, us his servants, to sit down at a feast and he's going to serve us. He's going to take care of us. And now see, this is how our gracious God deals with us. Imagine the king of heaven and earth, 
serving us, his unworthy servants. So let's be his servants, his witnesses, his ambassadors, his hands, his mouth, right up until the time that he comes to take us to where our real treasure is in heaven. Jesus said, but understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Jesus emphasizes here how his coming, his return, it will not be expected. I mean, it is expected, we know he's coming, but we just don't know when it's going to be. You know, the picture that he uses here is he th says, think of a wise homeowner. The wise homeowner is never going to let his guard down against the unexpected thief. He'd always be prepared, always be prepared. And so we'll want to always be prepared for when our Lord will come. And to be ready, he says, live in a state of watchfulness. And that means to be serving the Savior here in this life with a preparation for and a desire for that glorious life that we're going to have in eternity where we're with the Lord, where we have our heavenly treasures forever. By, by being active in the Lord's work right now, by serving him in the spread of his gospel, we'll be, un, we'll be prepared for when the Lord comes. We won't be unprepared. So let's be active witnesses for our Lord. Let's be watchful at all times for his return. In the book of Revelation, our Lord Jesus says, yes, I am coming soon. And the response in the book, well, that's, let's answer that way ourselves as well. Amen, come Lord Jesus. This attitude of joyful anticipation that's going to keep our hearts from becoming too attached to this earthly, to earthly things and remembering always where our real treasure is, ready for the Lord's return to take us to that real treasure. During the past days, were you always ready and living in a state of watchfulness for the Lord's return? Or do you have to say that really in the last whiles you're probably happy that there were times when maybe the Lord didn't return because you weren't living in that state of watchfulness like, you, like Jesus wants you to? Well, Jesus said, be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning. And this doesn't mean that we as believers are supposed to stay awake 24-7 and always aware of the possibility that the Lord could return. Well, we can't stay awake 24-7, but you know, before you go to sleep at night, 
Isn't it a good idea to say your prayers and entrust your soul to the care of the Lord Jesus? Let's always be ready to serve our Lord and to live for him. Live in a state of watchfulness, readiness for the Lord's return. You know, it is impossible for a person to be completely prepared and ready for a hurricane, especially if it's one of those major storms like Katrina or Andrew was. It's impossible to be completely and ready for those storms. And it's perhaps even more impossible to be ready for oh, such things as tornadoes or hailstorms and other severe weather that maybe affects us here in Michigan because those things can crop up very suddenly. And well, a hurricane, you kind of get an idea when it's coming. So you can do some things to be prepared. But you know, because of Jesus' sinless life and because of his innocent suffering and death on the cross, isn't it great for us to know that we can be completely prepared for the Lord's arrival? And that being completely prepared is because of everything our Savior has done for us. So may God help us, therefore, to, to know where our real treasure is. And it's in heaven, of course, through our Savior. And, well, we have such riches right now because we have his grace and love right now. But, oh, think of the treasures that await us. And may God strengthen us in our faith so that we always are living in a state of watchfulness for our Savior's direct hit on this world on the last day. And that phrase, a direct hit on the last day, that can sound like a scary thing, but remember, well, the Lord is going to come. We can be completely ready for it and we can really look forward to it because, well, think of what the Lord Jesus is going to do on that day. He's going to take all of us who believe in him, all of us who by the grace of God believe in him, to our real treasure forever in heaven. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's confess our faith with the Apostles' Creed it is on page 41 in our hymnals. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's pray.
Almighty God, everlasting Father, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask except through the merits and mediation of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In our prayers today, we think about Pat Bodell, her surgery to repair a leaky heart valve has been delayed a little bit, but I believe that Tuesday she will have that surgery, and, and so we pray. Lord God, according to your grace and love, please deal with Pat Bodell. Be with the doctors, the nurses, the age, aides as, as she has her surgery. According to your will, grant her healing. But of course, we always say, please keep on giving her especially your grace and love because that gives her the real strength that she needs. And, and keep on giving to all of us your grace and love because in your grace and love, there we have the real treasure that we need now. And of course, your grace and love, it leads to that real treasure that we'll have one day in heaven when we're with you, where there's no more sickness, sorrow, or pain, just joy and riches of your love forever. Oh, what we have to look forward to and, and what we have right now, because you and your grace and mercy and love have made us your believing children. Help us always to be ready, watching, waiting, for when you would return to take us to our real treasure. And we gather up all of the prayers we have today as we join in praying. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Let's join in singing our prayer for our country. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, my home, sweet home. 
Thank you for joining me for worship today. Just a couple quick announcements to share with you. Reminder that, uh, well, today, Sunday, is Julene Anderson's birthday. Tuesday, Tony Ripley's birthday. Wednesday, Rick and Linda Hazy have an anniversary. Friday, Don and Liz Janicki have an anniversary. Oh, we do keep thinking about Deb Spitzley who had the heart cath and he was looking years in the future for, for having a kidney transplant. We think about her. We think about, well, Pat Bodell having that surgery on, on Tuesday to fix that leaky heart valve and well, look at our prayer list and see all of the different people there to keep in your prayers. And, well, we, we pray that they and all of us would always know where our real treasure is that's in the Lord right now and, and in being with him forever in heaven. Again, thank you for joining me for worship today. The Lord bless and keep you always.